Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Welcome everybody. Kevin Kaufman up there with the hat. My name's Fred Weaver, and uh, we're excited, like incredibly excited today to announce and introduce you to our friend, your friend, Keith Riddle, who has joined us here at EXP Realty. His move and transition, moving uh, his entire brokerage over to EXP is complete. And man, Keith, uh, it's been a long time coming. I know, man, you've been building something for a long time, putting a transition plan in for a long yeah. time. Welcome to EXP, buddy. I appreciate it, man. That's exciting. I, I walked into my office this morning and it just felt different in a good way. So I, I always, as you get older in life, I always relate different things. And one of the things that I've always like loved is, is going outdoors and, and camping and hiking and hunting and doing that kind of stuff. And as I've gotten older in life, like I've started to enjoy the process of the planning or the preparation or the buildup to some of these events. Cause it's not just about the five days that you're in the mountains, even though that's what you're building towards. I think uh, earlier in my life, I didn't appreciate the buildup as much. I was just so excited and so anxious to get where I wanted to go. And then as you get older, you're like, man, it's actually, it's a lot of fun to figure out what you're going to take and what you're not going to take and where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. And, and that's been a lot with the CXP, right? Like we've been talking about transitioning my independent brokerage and merging with EXP for a while. And this happens to be the week. So today's the day and this is the week and I'm excited, but it's been a lot of work in the background and a lot of planning and I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. It's allowed me to really look at my business from another angle and it's allowed me to, to not only make this move with confidence, but also to, to bring some excitement to the table because when you're enjoying that process leading up to it, it makes the, the day of it even more fun. Yeah. Give us a little summary of just your life and evolution as a real estate agent, a real estate business person, a brokerage owner. A lot of people that are watching this know you, but for those that don't or need a refresher, give just give us a little look into how, how we got here, if you will. I'm going to try to summarize 20 years in two minutes. Um, Reader's Digest version, right? I got into real estate like a lot of people do at the whim of a friend and didn't know it was going to be a lifelong career. And it's turned into that. But I had a great mentor, started on like a group or a team, was like a buyer's agent. And within two or three years, man, I'd put up a lot of production. This is 0405 and was able to buy out previous business partner. And, and I had my own team. And so like 28, 29, I had a team of five or six, got really into like internet lead generation and creating leads and was able to start pumping two, three, 400 transactions a year out of a, a real estate team out of former brokerage, went independent eventually. That was about a decade ago. I went independent, left the previous firm I worked at and took a group or team and just built it into an independent office. Started with 12 agents, uh, bought this really funky Masonic lodge in, in the little eclectic part of town and looked like a church, <laughs> converted it into a real estate office. And it just grew from there. I went from 12 agents to 20 to 30 to 50 to 80 to 100. And I think at our peak, we were right around 135, 137 agents. Uh, running the independent brokerage. And I guess all of that is to say, 
at the same exact time I was building a lot of other stuff. I'm an entrepreneur by nature. And so I've always been interested in real estate investing. So fixing, flipping, rentals, and I've got 60, 70 doors, rental doors. Uh, I'm currently in a 62 unit development apartment project. I've just really liked the investment aspect of it. And I've always kind of brought that to the table with the sales aspect. And at one point just really realized like I was I was into too many things. I was running too many different businesses and I didn't have the love to run an independent brokerage. Like I didn't wake up every day with just a fire on my rear end saying, man, I want to charge into like growing a brokerage or, or owning a brokerage. And it was taking up a lot of time and a lot of resources. So I, I love the people I work with. I love the growing synergy. And I think that really this opportunity with eXp is going to allow for both of those things, but it allows me to put my attention into development, into real estate investing, into kind of entrepreneurial endeavors. I've owned restaurants in the past. I've had other uh, licenses, bonded contracting companies, and I like startups. I like creating new opportunity for people. And without the strings of a brokerage holding me down, I'm, that's really what I'm charging into now. So, so I don't a couple know that Reader's Digest enough. We skipped a yeah, lot. That was, that was great, man. There's a lot to point out, Keith, but here's what I want to do if you'll indulge me for a minute. First of all, I just want to acknowledge. I love that you're like 60 to 70 doors. You don't know how many, I'm like, I still know exactly how many doors I have, which is one of the reasons I'm excited to, to partner with you and just to spend more time around you is because that's part of my game that, that I'm constantly trying to get better at. And I know Fred is, and so many people in our group, that's a side note. What I want to get to, and you started to go there, but I think that sounds to me, and if I'm putting your words in your mouth, correct me, sounds to me like you accidentally became an independent brokerage owner and then it, it really grew. But, and I think most people in our industry, we have this perceived career path might be the best word to, to use that, okay, I'm going to come in as an agent. Like I let you started as a buyer's agent on a team, and maybe we're going to work up to becoming a solo agent, maybe starting our own team. And I, I feel like for most people in the career path, traditionally in our business has been like, I'm going to get to that pinnacle of it's going to be my name on the door. Like I'm going to be the broker owner. And I think for a lot of people that has been the top of it, but what I just heard from you and also what I know of you, because I've known you for so long, like that wasn't your pinnacle. Tell, tell me more about that. What was it about making a move now at this point in your career? Cause from the outside, dude, you seem like you're at the top of your game on, on investing. You're you owned a, a really good size independent brokerage, like much larger than average. It's making money, obviously. Some, like yeah, something like I, I again, I've really enjoyed this process the last few weeks, but I, and I'm sure you guys are in a similar phase. Um, I had a, co a conversation with a with a good friend of ours, Brian Gubernick, the other day, and we were joking around, and we I, he called this like my midlife crisis or something. And we were uh, laughing back and forth, but really, like you get to that middle age ish mark, right? Like I'm 43, and I think that right now I'm very attuned and I'm very aware of like young entrepreneurs versus more seasoned entrepreneurs or business owners. And as a young entrepreneur, it was a very simplistic mindset of can I build it and build it by doing more right? So if I'm selling 200 doors, can I sell 300? If I got five rental properties, can I get 10 rental properties? And not that you're not concerned with quality or doing it better. It's just that you are in a phase of your life where more is what you're trying to do to build. And then also there's some real truth to the fact that you get better by doing more like repetitio es mata est stan. It's like a repetition is the mother of education. And the, the issue though, is that it is a, those reps have to be the right reps, 
right? If you're practicing poor form or if you're too busy to slow down and actually like correct stuff. And you see this with like athletes and stuff like Tiger Woods at one point in time had to readjust his whole swing. I can't imagine how awkward that'd be to be one of the best golfers in the world and have to like readjust your swing because it's starting to hurt your hips or your back or it's just, it's, you didn't learn to swing properly, but even though it took you so far and all this is to say is that, yeah, I think that I chased it as a young entrepreneur, like a lot of, a lot of people did. And so I was like, yeah, like I'll just have my own firm. I'll do my own. And you're agreeing to do things at a young age or as a kind of a beginner that you don't really fully know what you're committing yourself to. And so it wasn't bad. And I learned a lot. It was a great journey. But I think a lot of times we have, if we see an opportunity, that opportunity makes sense. And we have the, the financial or the time available to do it. We just do it. And I've, as I've learned through life, that's not the best practice. And I think that you'll see that with a lot more seasoned entrepreneurs. We've all, we've all heard the advice, but how many of us actually practice the advice of saying no to good ideas? And it's, you'll hear old business owners and entrepreneurs say, Hey man, just because it's a good idea doesn't mean you have to do it. And I, I didn't have that wiring, right? So the first decade and a half of me, it was like, Hey man, I got the money and I got the time and this is a good idea. Let's go. But the problem is that it does stack up over time to over committing to too many things. And even if they're good, they rob your greatness right? It really will steal your greatness. Like your inability to be great in any specific area or even a couple is going to be robbed by you being overcommitted to too many things. And so I don't regret doing it, but I think one of the things that I'm really in tune with now is like not making those same mistakes, but it's really killing me to watch young entrepreneurs and young business owners that I'm in relationship with make similar mistakes and be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You're going to regret that in five years, but teach their own. One follow-up there, Keith. I, I think during that sort of growing up process, there was probably some things inside your brokerage that you recognized I really love. And there's a bunch of other things you inherited in running a brokerage and some other things in your life that you realize this is not what I at all set out and planned to do. With this move, how does that all play out? Like I'm guessing like, a lot of this move for you was removing some of the stuff that you never wanted. But how do you, how does Keith continue to stay engaged with real estate agents going forward? And what has this move to EXP done to maybe enhance that or to narrow that focus? Yeah, I think that the, I gave this analogy to you guys the other week, and I think I was just talking out loud. But for me, the real aha came when I realized that like owning a brokerage for the longest time, I told myself was the doorway into a lot of the other things that I wanted. And so I self-explained to myself that, hey, being an independent business owner and, and having a, my independent brokerage and agents allows me to feed into a lot of investment deals, right? Like I get a lot of opportunities for fix and flip projects or a lot of opportunities for development projects because of the agents and the sphere that I'm running in. And I get a lot of these ancillary benefits. And, and the analogy that I made was like, it's like the sawdust or the, the wood chips to the sawmill. And back in the day, sawmills, basically, they made all their money off of linear board feet. You ran trees and lumber through a sawmill. And that's where the money was in the two by fours and the two by sixes. And all of this sawdust that kind of sat in the corner was like given away for free. People mulched it in their gardens. There was like big piles of all these lumber yards. With technology and the change of the lumber industry, right? There's so many more glue lamb beams. There's so many more compressed and composite stuff that all of a sudden, a lot of these lumber mills started realizing there's a ton of money in this sawdust, right? There's a ton of money in these wood chips. And so I think in my mind, I was using my brokerage as like that the linear board feet, let's do this. And like for the opportunity for all the wood chips. And then I just woke up one day, I was like, I should let somebody else run the sawmill. Like I'm not doing a good job, quite frankly, I don't have an interest in it. And when I say I'm not doing a good job, I'm, I don't mean anybody really probably noticed. I don't know that people that work for me thought, oh, Keith's just doing a terrible job running this brokerage. I think it was running fine. 
in my heart, right, is what I'm talking about. I didn't feel like I was giving it my all. I didn't feel like I was being the best broker owner to the agents that work there that I should have been or could have been because I wanted the wood chips, right? What I wanted was to be out here doing all these entrepreneurial, fun, cool things. And I was running the brokerage as obligation to what I thought I needed to do to get the opportunity at the other things. And I don't know if it's just a light bulb moment or if it's just you learn over time, but at some point in time, it was like, Hey, I've done the same thing in my fix, fix and flip business. I used to buy houses, renovate them, sell them. And it was like, I was going to be the agent when I bought them. I was going to be the agent when I sold them. I was going to do the work myself, or I was going to have a license and bond a contracting company that I was part owner in. And I was going to hire my own contracting company to work on my own flips. And I, I did it. And then at some point in time, you're like, you're mediocrely successful at these things, or you're not very successful at running a contracting company or like you're agitated, you're irritated, you're not even like being your best self as an agent trying to represent yourself on a flip. And so it all changed, right? To this day, I typically don't find my own flips. They're dropped in my lap or people find them for me with I've outlined criteria. If I finish a flip, I don't sell that flip. I give it to an agent in my office or an agent I trust to list it. I hire great licensed and bond contractors to do the work. I just, it was a more thing. It just made sense in my mind to control the process from A to B. And then what I realized is, no, I just need to be really great at one thing. And that's just identifying opportunity and executing. And so I don't know, this has been a little bit of my journey, I guess. That's quite, it's quite the journey. Like it's, you say that now really with a lot of ease and it, it's, it sounds like, yeah, almost no duh, but you went through a lot of, you, you went through a lot of lessons and, and a lot of stuff to learn along the way that probably helped you get this clear. I guess what I'm saying is you sound very clear and sometimes clarity doesn't come without, just doesn't come without those repetitions and it doesn't come without those experiences. Yeah. And I, you guys have probably experienced this as well. And I think it's one of the most, how do you say this success? Necess- There's so much of success that is intuitive for people who have a drive and entrepreneurial spirit. And yet there's so much of success that is not intuitive. Matter of fact, it's almost like it's anti-intuitive a word. (laughs) It's the opposite of intuitive. And I think that's the story of my life over the last probably five years. What I've realized is like there was not being successful. Then there was being successful. And then there was having a level of success that really separated me from a lot of people in the real estate industry. But when I started to plateau there, I realized like the people who were above where I weren't doing it the same. As a matter of fact, they were doing a lot of things that like didn't make sense to me. Like, why are they pulling out of this business venture? Or like, why are they not committed to this other crazy idea or this next new investment? And it's because they learned, right? They learned that the, the nuances of success, a lot of times what the same qualities that be, get, that get us successful or help us become successful are the same qualities that hold us back from reaching our next level of success. And that's really hard when all you've known essentially is like win after win after win with that same behavior. So I've always said like, it's just as important to me how you act when you win as you lose. And so this last downturn for me was very revealing and it was very interesting to watch agents and watch real estate people around me when they were losing, right? When it wasn't fun anymore, when it wasn't easy. And so for uh, some of us that started, like I got my start in 05, 06, I'd already been through a downturn. So not that you love it, but you know what to expect. But that's also really when I built my business. Like I built my staple business in a downturn. And so I wasn't necessarily like looking forward to it, but silently, I think I was. Like I was grinning a little bit when I saw interest rates starting to creep and house prices starting to come down. Cause I was like, okay, here it comes. And a lot of these agents didn't have the skill set to compete. And that's not a shot at anybody. It's just that you haven't had that experience. And it's just, 
I got that experience really young. And so it just made sense that one or two years in the business, I experienced a downturn also. So you have that experience really young and then you build a career. A lot of people have been in the business six, seven, eight years had never experienced it. And so they were over overly confident in their abilities when the downturn happened. And so I think, um, I don't know, I, I try to be reflective is the easiest way to say it of my actions, my activity, my results, and also those people around me and try to be a, a student of the game. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Why are they doing that? And then, hey, Keith, how did this actually work out? And a high tide floats all boats. And so I think a rising market for a period of time was very forgiving to a lot of bad businesses, some of my own included. No doubt. I guess the big question, Keith, is, all right, at some point you woke up one day and you're like, I, don't, I just don't want to own the sawmill anymore. Uh, I'm done owning an independent brokerage. There's a lot of different routes you could have gone to, to no longer be the owner and designated broker of a brokerage. So it, ultimately you, you chose EXP. G give me a couple of reasons. I don't care if it's one or two major reasons, or maybe for you, there's four or five, <laughs> but what made you make that choice? Cause I promise you there's somebody out there listening right now. They're in a similar position. Maybe they own an independent brokerage, or maybe they're running a mega team like you did prior to your brokerage. But the point is, is they're thinking about their options right now too. What was it for you that made you go, you know what? I, I am going to go this way. Let's, let's do the, let's do the EXP thing here. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, right? So for the, the sake of brevity, I'll just hit a few of them. But I think the first thing is that I always tend to look at the business as an operator and not that I'm not still a real estate agent as I am, but I haven't been a real estate agent in the saddle for years and years. So I tend to look as like a team owner or an independent brokerage owner. And I could say right now, if you are an independent brokerage owner, or if you are a team owner, I would ask you a similar question as to why are you not at eXp? And if where you're at is better, show me, right? Or if what you're doing is better, show me. Because, and I, I don't mean that as a challenge. I just mean that that's how I had to talk to myself at some point in time, because I don't know that I came to the realization there's running from, from pain and then there's running towards pleasure. But I don't know if I came to the realization, oh my gosh, I just hate my life so much. I don't want to do this anymore. I need a solution. It was just more like uh, you're paying attention. You're watching and watching the industry and watching the market and watching other agents coming into the industry. And it's, it's splits, it's caps, it's costs, it's agent tools. And realistically, it was like every day there was a new brokerage open up that seemed to be charging like lower fees than maybe my brokerage or other brokerages. So you're like, you wonder as a broker, you're like, how do they do that? Teams were constantly increasing agent splits. If somebody's like a buyer's agent on someone's team and they're on a 70-30 split or an 80-20 split, you're like, how do they pencil that? I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm curious how their margins work. And so you start asking yourself those questions and looking around. And I think that the brokerage world, in my opinion, if I'm just going to be totally transparent, it's a race to the bottom. It's a weird system where brokerages are trying to offer the most amount of tools and resources that they can to agents to say, look at me, we give you all these things. We'll build you a website. We'll give you leads. We'll give you all this stuff. Oh, but you can pay us as little as possible. As a matter of fact, if you pay that broker over there, this, we'll, we'll take X minus this, right? Like it's, they're going to like flat fees. They're going to high splits. They're decreasing caps and they're trying to constantly play at both ends of the spectrum. For me, it wasn't, it didn't take very long as an independent broker. I mean, it took me a decade, but it didn't take me long as an independent broker that was looking for solutions to start realizing that, A, I wasn't going to ever compete with national brokerages as a local independent as far as what I could offer my agents for the price and be able to compete with the split cap structures at the same time. 
And the way, the reason for that is it's volume based. And so there's only a few models that I think that I really started looking at after that. I think there's about four or five. And I was like really interested in how their economics worked. And EXP just flat out has really good economics. And we can have this conversation back and forth, but the cash that it holds and the amount of money that the company itself has in reserves is impressive. Uh, and they've done that while building agent count and the way they've done that while building across countries and giving the agents more and more tools. And so that really intrigued me, I guess is, it was is like just being a student of the game. It's the same thing. If I meet a house flipper or developer who's building projects for a third of what I can build them for, or they're building them faster, like how come I just put two up in the last year and this guy's built eight, right? Or how come my cost per square foot is 280 a square foot and they're at 230 a square foot. I'm just curious. And so EXP, I think, just came on my radar because of their massive growth, uh, because of some of the attention that they got. But ultimately, I didn't pay attention initially until I started to um, see other agents that I really respected and, and cared for, like you guys, uh, that started to choose EXP. And I thought, man, there must be something more to this company that that I need to dive into. And then after you start diving down that rabbit hole, yeah, for me, it was real simple. And I don't mean to say it that way, but it's not real complex. It's, it's the resources and the tools. It's the financial breakdown and it's the support, right? And if you can start meeting those buckets and you're competitive in all three of them, it was a no brainer at some point in time. And I don't, I wouldn't say I kicked myself for not looking at it sooner. I think everything for me, this is the perfect time, but I would say that I am glad that I found it and I'm not charging into what I would consider this next chapter of the real estate market as an independent. I don't envy for any independence right now in the next five to 10 years and or large team owners, right? The thing I want to highlight of what you just said, which, or at least what stuck out to me, I think maybe it sticks out to me because it's something I've worked on personally is in order to, in order for you to say what you just said, that tells me you're someone that challenges your own thoughts. Like the fact that you could even ask those questions about yourself and the broker, your brokerage, as well as EXPs, and just know, like you said it very sort of matter of factly, but you don't get to that point unless you challenge and it's not even challenges, but it's a, it's having an honest conversation with yourself and asking questions. And then just whatever the answer is, is what the answer is. You pointed out like the economics of it are, are really great. Those are all things where I think a lot of people, I'm just going to say the real estate world, just a lot of people in the world, like we tend to have emotions in our answers rather than being able to ask ourselves a question and then just go, Oh, this is the answer. Not. Yeah. But like you just like you, you sounded very like matter of fact. And I, I appreciate that about you because that tells me that you've been able to challenge and get past whatever emotions or feelings you might have about something, whether it's something you own, like a brokerage or something you don't own, a different brokerage. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. And I think that I've always had this trouble with the industry and uh, I like it again, I not taking shots at anybody, but I think that the real estate industry and entrepreneurial type industries tend to promote a certain level of self-promotion. You're expected to do it. You're supposed to promote yourself. Look at me. I'm out here taking a listing today. Hey, look at me. I just sold this house with this client or you're shaking hands, giving keys. There's, and for me, it's like being in the industry as long as I have, you get sick of that, right? Like watching agents shamelessly self-promote all day long, their activity. And I always, I always wonder if like other industries, there should be some spoof videos online if, if construction workers were realtors or something. And it would just be like a, some guy standing next to a two by four and he's like, look at this, I just nailed in today. 8 a.m. already nailed in one two by four. Just putting my stats on my social. They're, they're so proud of, of doing their job. <laughs> and 
Again, um, so I think that for me, removing my ego from my business was always something I was cognitively aware of because I saw so much damage that it did. Mm -hmm. A, it was annoying to me to to watch that stuff or has been over the years, but also – you know, looking at other people I respect that are builders, developers, brokerage owners, team owners, and watching, and you guys have seen it too. You guys have watched people build teams of, let's say, eight to 10 agents, and then they collapse back to two, and then they build up to eight to 10, and they collapse back to three, and then they build up to 15, because they can't get their ego out of the way, right? Like they'll lose good people over their own ego, right? Or they'll, they fail to develop leadership underneath of them because of their ego. And so I think when you see enough people make enough mistakes, based on their ego, then you start to just ask yourself, I'm not perfect. I got, you guys know me, I got a fair amount of ego for sure. But I, but you start to ask yourself, can I stop and remove my ego and myself from this situation and look at it holistically and not have my identity tied to my business? And that was really hard for me initially as a young agent, but the company that the independent firm I'm just rolling into EXP is called Synergy Properties and it's named Synergy for a reason. I named Synergy Properties because it was a point in my life when I wanted to go out and to do something that was bigger than me. And I named the company. It wasn't Riddle Real Estate. It wasn't like my last name. It wasn't something that like I had an identity tied to. It was a concept or an idea of multiple forces coming together to create a result that none of them can create on their own. It's very, Synergy is a very, it's commonly used phrase in like chemistry or in science. It's like one molecule bond, hydrogen and oxygen create water. Neither can do that without the other. And so for me, that was like the basis of how I started my business. And so I don't think you can name a company Synergy Properties and tell everybody it's about what it's, that's what it's about, and then have a strong ego in it. And so I've always tried to, even if you're not perfect on a day-to-day basis of that, taking those times out to stop and reflect and remove yourself from the process and ask some hard questions. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think when you when I was looking at transferring to EXP, I would be lying to you if you don't naturally ask yourself, what's everybody else's reaction going to be? Like what are, not only are what are the agents that work with me and for me and my independent burn, are they going to want to go? Are they going to come with me? But, but like, what's the industry going to say, right? When you have that little like voice inside of your head, man, like, what are all my competitors going to say about me? What's everybody going to think about me? And for a brief moment, it comes in and then I just had to like click it off. It's, it's irrelevant, right? If I'm trying to make the best business decision for me and for the agents that work for me and for the future, if I start to consider how other people are going to think or, or believe in me because of those decisions, like I'm already starting on the wrong foot. And and I, and I that's I'm telling you right now, if I'm talking through this camera transparently to somebody who is a large team owner or an independent broker, I guarantee you that's what that's what's holding them back, right? If if there's anything holding them back from considering EXP or any sort of merger, it's probably their ego or it's probably something in the back of their mind that says, I don't know if I could swallow what everybody would say or think about me if I did something that they deemed not good or something. So I, you, know, you have to have some, if you, if you stay in this business long enough, you have to have some alligator skin. But for me, I had to block that out, right? When I was looking at EXP and all the other options, and I won't name names, but I looked at about four or five barely competitive brokerage houses. It was like, it wasn't about Keith and it wasn't about what, what the perception was going to be. It was about the best business decision I could make. And I just had to stick to my guns that way. Appreciate you sharing that. What's what's next for Keith Riddle? What's next for Synergy Properties? How does that all play into this move at EXP? What's what's coming up, man? I feel the EXP tribe and community just grew a lot stronger with the Synergy Properties edition, hands down. I know that happened. But what do you foresee? What do you foresee happening here in, in coming 2024 and beyond? 
Yeah, I, and you'll notice probably I smile bigger <laughs> when you ask these questions because that's like really where my I'm at. And so, I've been I've been dealing with this decision and and uh, the the merger between my firm and EXP for for so long. I'm just I'm looking forward to this being over, <laughs> not in a bad way, but just being like, great, we're here now, let's rock. And so, yeah, I'm excited for Keith personally. I think that even just in like probably the last two months, what I've noticed is having some more clarity and uh, being able to get more effective. It's the weirdest thing, Fred. It's the weirdest thing. I feel like I can get more done now in three hours than I could get done in three hours before. And that is so weird for a person who like, I've always felt like I'm a high producer, I'm efficient, but I don't think that I realized the amount of the toll that the amount of things I was committed to and trying to handle was taking away from my ability to be effective in moments. And so is yeah, I don't want to work this much, but I also would love to work. I'd love to get this much done. <laughs> I just don't want to have to work this much to get this much done. And so for me, yeah, it's really, I'm trying to commit to no more than basically two or three big boulders moving forward over the next year and really planning my day and my week around them. So I've, I've committed you know, a portion of my week, three days a week to really making sure this EXP transition with my office and, and the merger is, is successful and growing EXP through my local market in Spokane. Spokane is a great market and I'm excited to bring EXP to it. And then really two days a week, I'm focused on investments and development stuff. So I mentioned it earlier, but I got a 62 unit uh, that way they're just putting the third story on this week. I got a 32 unit slated for the spring. I'm just looking at a variety of different projects and deals over the next 12 months that I like to work on. And then just doing as much family time and hunting and fishing as possible for Keith, because that's really what I like to do in my leisure time. So that's it, man. Nothing super exciting other than just run-of-the-mill development and real estate. I think it is exciting, man. One of the one of the taglines that Kevin and I saw written on walls and on banners and stuff when we joined EXP early on was like EXP Realty, making real estate fun again. And maybe for you, the word fun isn't quite the connection, but there's a there's an energy that's back inside of you and it's like coming through right now on, on camera. I could just feel it where it's like you're pumped up, you're excited. There's something fresh, there's something new. There's like getting rid of some other stuff that has freed you up to be able to get more done in, in, in the hours that you are working. And I, I appreciate everything you've said today, man, just from agents should be taking a look at this. Independent broker owners should be looking at this team should be and asking ourselves, why am I not at eXp? And I hope your story and, and more importantly, maybe even less the words you said and just more of your energy, dude, and just who you are, your aura right now is like really strong. It's just it, there again, there's something to this, right? There's this thing that the longer we're in business, the more stuff we collect and we just pile it on and this more weight we carry around with us. And we have to stop every once in a while and say, like you said earlier with your flipping business, do I really need to be the guy that owns the contracting business? And do I really need to be the agent that represents myself on the purchase and list this property on the sale? Or should I maybe just free some of that stuff up so I can be more of me? And, and I think this is almost a return to maybe what you're what you were always about. It's just more clarity and more definition now around who you are and what you bring to the industry. And you have so much to share, man. I'm excited to, to watch EXP in Spokane and, and throughout explode. No, I appreciate that. And I can't thank you guys enough for all the help over the last three or four or five or six months making this happen. And I'm, I am excited. And is it weird that I feel a little bit guilty about it too, in the sense that I've had multiple conversations with other independent office owners that I know here locally and around, and they've called and I'm like, just in the conversation, I'm smiling ear to ear. <laughs> They're just like, dude, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm so happy I'm not sitting where you're sitting anymore. <laughs>
<laughs> it's just one of those things, man. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to the next chapter. And also, I think that um, when you have excitement like that, use it. And, and that momentum is huge. And so that's what I'm really looking forward to. Is, yeah, I feel like a kid again. I do. I know I'm 43. I got plenty of gray hair. But I feel like I'm a buyer's agent again for the first time. Like the amount of time and energy that I have right now and what I can get done is exciting to me. So I'm trying not to giggle. <laughs> That's I'm trying to like keep my, I don't know, feel like I'm at everybody else's funeral. And I'm just like <laughs> trying to like keep my composure. I'm sorry. I was, we was talking to a buddy of ours that, that's in the process of joining EXP right now as well. Not an independent brokerage owner, but rather large team owner. And he was giddy too, because he was like, this is, I'm I'm, I feel like I'm building again. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's just, it is. It's that whole making real estate fun again is at a certain point you get in this business and you have a lot of success and or, or certain levels of success. And then you, you're just running your business and we're doing what we got to do every day. Cause that's part of the industry, right? It's board of management to a degree, but then there's something like this that's like totally in alignment with what we're already doing. And it's, this is, no, this is fun. This is really fun. In fact, that person's calling me right now. I can see on my watch. I'll, I'll have to wait. <laughs> He's really excited apparently. So. No, I, and people, we got to wrap this up, but people have even asked, like the one that people ask all the time is if you're okay. Like people are always like, Hey, are you all right? Are you okay? Like that was initially, I think a lot of people's reaction. And then once I started interacting and dialoguing with people and they saw this excitement, right? They see the smile. I'm like, they're like, Oh shit, he's not just okay. Like he's jacked up. And then it's, then it's what's next. What are you doing now? And then I think it's more curiosity for them, but it's funny. Cause I like, we just yesterday I was at a super bowl party and I got home and my wife, like after we got home, she was like, yeah, it's so funny. She's so-and-so was asking me if you're doing okay. And then like later on, they were like, <laughs> they're like now i'm asking if he's okay for a different reason like before i was like i see okay like i'm worried about him now that i've talked to him for 20 minutes at the zero party i'm like is he okay is he gonna go buy a sports car tomorrow like, is he gonna like tour europe by himself what's he doing he seems like he's 20 years old so it is that's a lot of fun now don't be worried about me that's all this don't nobody worry about me <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Hey, man, there's a lot of big things to come. We'll visit again. And and I, I just love what you have to share, man, and all you're about and what you bring to our industry and the people in, in our community. And man, we're happy to have you a part of our EXP community officially. So welcome. Welcome to the Synergy Properties Group. I think everyone in the Spokane Real Estate Market Associated and affiliated with EXP is excited about this because it just amplifies what EXP is doing on a global basis, but it brings it into your market. So thanks, man. Welcome officially to EXP. We're glad you're doing okay. We're glad you're not checking yourself into any places, <laughs> metal facilities or anything right, else. No. Like <laughs> uh, we're, we're glad you're glad financially you're okay. You're not like filing bankruptcy tomorrow. You didn't lose all your real estate or anything, man. We're just, we're just glad you, you just made a little shift, dude. And now it's brought some new energy to you and a, a whole new level of focus, man. So big things ahead. Thank you. Thank you guys. Can't thank you enough. Appreciate it. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at eXp Realty. By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, 
That's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast. And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.